0: So what does this actually mean for ads is the question, which as with anything that Facebook changes and shifts, it's like TBD because we have to see how it impacts cost. But my guess is this, I think that having broader targeting, what that essentially does is it forces your ads to rely more on Facebook's algorithm, which we know over the last four or five years, that's what Facebook's been pushing. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 363. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing week and kicking off February strong. February, my baby, my youngest, turns two, which is so crazy. Um, I... Feel like he was just born. I don't know. Time just goes so fast. He was born like right before COVID really started. So it's crazy that we've been in this for two years. Actually, insane. Anyways, today's episode is going to be a little bit more techy, I guess, and into Facebook ad updates. I like to do these about once every couple months or once a quarter just to give you guys like changes that our team has seen, anything that is impacting results or changes that Facebook has rolled out. Um, And I'm also going to cover iOS 15 since that rolled out several months ago and anything you need to know around that and how that's gonna impact your marketing. So, okay, I have a couple of Facebook changes to share with you guys. One of them, and probably the biggest one being that Facebook rolled out... I don't know if it's in every single account, but it's in several and it will start to be in every single account. This is their updated um, events that they're using. And so they rolled out simplified objectives, basically. So when you go to set up an ad, you select an objective, what you want that ad to be. So in the past, we had video views and engagement, and then you add traffic, you add conversions, um, and then you could have leads, all the different ones. Now they've simplified it down to six six different objectives the biggest difference being they actually separated sales and leads that used to be just like a conversion ad and then you would choose is that based off of the purchase conversion on your pixel or is that based off of complete registration or a lead now they've separated leads and sales so the six simplified objectives that they're rolling out across the board again I'm not sure at this time if it's in every single account but we've seen this in a lot of accounts and it will soon be in every account is awareness, traffic engagement leads app promotion and sales so what you essentially need to know is just that this is going to change in the back end and then from a strategy perspective this shouldn't change too much for you Facebook's goal is constantly to simplify setting up an ad on their platform because the easier it is to set up an ad to choose what you want the ad to do the more people are going to set up ads the more people will spend money with their platform that's kind of their their thinking and the biggest difference here is just now instead of having conversion, then you now will have either a lead or a sale. So if you want to get sales, you would be pushing that, choosing that app campaign objective. But if you're getting leads, meaning complete registration or leads to your lead magnet, you would choose leads. And the other difference is they took away video views. So now you you would most likely choose engagement for a video like engagement ad that you want to run. One common question I get with choosing objectives that's really important to note, especially around visibility ads, is I will get people asking me, Well, I'm running ads to a podcast, but I'm using a video to promote the podcast. So in the past, they would say, do I use video views because I'm using a video ad or do I use traffic because I want landing page views? So the answer is you always want to choose with your objective, and this is really important. You always want to choose the objective that you want people to do with your ad. The actual video itself that you use on Facebook, that's your creative. That's your type of creative that you're using. And unless the goal is for somebody to just engage with that or watch that video, then your goal with the ad should be traffic or it should be leads or sales. Even if you're running a video ad and you're actually using a video as that form of creative, you would still make sure you're focused on it being what you want that ad to accomplish. So... Let's use the podcast as an example. If you're running ads to a podcast, you would choose traffic because you want people to click on that ad and go consume that podcast. So even if you're using a video to promote, hey, go listen to my podcast, go consume this podcast episode, you would still now choose the objective of traffic, which is the appropriate objective for going to a website, consuming a podcast, or a blog post. And then with anything that's leads, such as webinar or opt-in, you would select leads. And then if you're going to a sales page, you would select sales. Now for applications, so something that we run ads to is applications to get people to fill out an application. I would choose leads for that because that's not necessarily a sale now it will be worth it and this is what our team will test is to compare you know does sales do better if if we select that objective for something like an application that's worth testing um so far we haven't seen this impact cost at all or change anything in terms of that hopefully it just improves the algorithm we know that Facebook is working to improve the algorithm and improve you know what what you tell Facebook you want to get out of your Ad, they're trying to get you that at the lowest cost. That's always been kind of the purpose of objectives. So, if you want to get somebody to click on your ad and you choose traffic, you're going to get lower clicks. But if you want someone to convert, now Facebook's actually showing that ad to people who are more likely to actually convert and sign up, you know, for something free like a lead magnet. And Facebook's basing who to show it off of based based on profiles who take these actions frequently, who become leads or who click on ads and and go to your landing pages. So choosing the right objective is important and just remember you might see something different in the back end and you're always choosing the objective that is going to be related to what you want somebody to do with the ad regardless of the creative style that you're using. The second update and thing that we've started to see roll out is Facebook is removing some targeting options. So we knew this was coming and they've been kind of doing this, but... One of the notices that we started to see come up in accounts is we're discontinuing certain detailed targeting options. These options have been highlighted. And so we we could actually see, so these were live ads that we had running and they were targeting these audiences that Facebook was removing. And so we could see, and it was highlighted in there, you have to now replace or remove these and, and publish the changes to make sure your ad set continues or they were going to turn it off and they gave us like a date by, by this date. So some of the ones that we saw removed were specifically like religious audiences Um, We have a client who targets Christian entrepreneurs, and so some of their audiences were removed. And then also um, just some of the interest. It's kind of weird because in some accounts, you can still target those interests. And then some accounts they are saying that it's going to be removed, which typically means across the board, it's going to be removed. It just hasn't been in that account yet. Um, So just pay attention if you see a notice inside of the back end of your ads that says essentially we're going to be removing this detailed targeting option, you might have to shift your targeting and you don't want that ad set to actually shut down or turn off. And so you want to make that shift and change. So what does this actually mean for ads is the question, which as with anything that Facebook changes and shifts, it's like TBD because we have to see how it impacts cost. But my guess is this. I think that having broader targeting... What that essentially does is it forces your ads to rely more on Facebook's algorithm, which we know over the last four or five years that's what Facebook's been pushing right is set up your ad and we will do everything else we'll determine where the budget goes we'll determine what creative versions to use we'll determine what audiences to show it to what placement that's what Facebook wants you to do and this is just kind of furthering that because now if you're if you're losing detailed targeting options and some specific options you're going to have to have maybe potentially broader targeting which means then in a broader target audience you now have Facebook kind of choosing out of that audience who to show your ad to. The good news is their algorithm is still extremely powerful. It's been wonky in the last year because of iOS updates, but they're actively constantly working to improve it. And so typically when they make a change like this, It's actually for the positive because the reality is, you know, the iOS update was not Facebook's choice and therefore it negatively impacted ad costs. But when Facebook makes changes and you go along and align yourself with what they want you to do in the platform, it should improve advertising costs because Facebook wants people to advertise on their platform and they want to make it easy for you. Now, what this also means, though, is if we end up moving in the direction of having broader targeting, meaning you have much more broader targeting and bigger audiences. Number one, you're going to be relying on Facebook's algorithm, which I already said. Number two, I would actually predict that would potentially lower ad costs because even right now, if you go put in a really broad audience you have a lower ad cost, but you're at the risk of getting poor quality leads. So number three, what's gonna become even more important is your specific messaging and making sure you are really clear who your offer is for, who the ad is supposed to be for, and you're talking to your ideal client and you've niched down enough to be clear about that. That's gonna become even more important because if your ad is being shown to a broader audience, now we have to make sure the actual ad copy and the creative and the headlines is actually calling out that audience and being clear who it's for and who it's not for. And then the more you do that, the more the right people click and interact with your ad, the more Facebook knows who to show your ad to. So with this shift in the targeting, it means number one, we're probably moving in the direction of having broader targeting where you're gonna have bigger audiences. Hopefully that makes an impact in ad costs and actually sees them go down a little bit. And then number three, your messaging, as with anything is going to be even more important because you have to make sure you're not getting poor quality leads with the broader targeting. Okay, so those are the two major Facebook changes and shifts that we've seen, which I believe are coming as a result as them kind of adapting and changing after the iOS updates. I mean, they've straight up said they have teams of engineers working on a multiple year plan to change all of their algorithms, their optimization techniques, everything that they you know are doing in the backend in terms of optimizing ads and tracking ads to catch up with the iOS updates. So these are hopefully good changes for advertisers and help us decrease ad costs and make things more simple but you might see some shifts and changes in the back end of your account and then the last thing I wanted to talk about is re up iOS 15. Because I've gotten a few questions about this uh, from members of Market Like a Pro and kind of what we've seen and and what how it's impacted. So thankfully, iOS 15 was the, not nearly you know as impactful as iOS 14, which directly impacted ad tracking and attribution and ad costs. So iOS 15 impacted emails and so essentially if you use app uh, Apple Mail the actual app on your phone and when you upgraded to iOS 15 you're now asked do you want to be tracked with your email and of course most people are going to say no and so only for the people who are using iMail app on their phone or I guess on your computer, if you use that too, you'd be asked, do you want to be tracked? And if you opt out of tracking, what that's going to impact is your open rates. And so you might have noticed, you probably have noticed, your open rates have increased. And we saw about a 10 to 15% increase in our open rates starting about a couple months ago, maybe six to eight weeks ago that we really noticed it. That is because of iOS 15. So essentially everybody who... Opted out of that tracking and has that app. Now the, they just count as they open your email. It's not actually decreasing your open rate, it's actually increasing your open rate. And so they just count as opened. And so you should expect to see about a 10 to 15% increase in your open rate. That's fake. Like, really, it's not realistic. And so what you can do is compare where you were about a couple months ago. So maybe November, October, November of last year. And look at where your email open rates were and then base that as your baseline. And then whatever you saw, if you saw it kind of spike up in December and November, I would say that's kind of like your inflated increase. And so you kind of have to adjust. I would still track open rates, but you have to adjust, you know, if you're seeing a 40% open rate, but you were previously getting a 25% open rate, you're probably more at like about the 25%. So your average and what you're looking at, you now have to adjust a little bit because it's inflated because you are kind of losing that data. Now, click rates, link click rates in your email are still accurate. So those are great metrics to still track. You still want 1% you know, click rate in your email at least. That means 1% of the people who open it are clicking on your, your email. And actually, you might see that go down a little bit because now your open rate is increased and they might be counted as open when they didn't really open it. Um, but your click rates are still accurate information. And so you can also base the value of your email copy and the engagement of your email copy off of your click rate and that can be accurate now the one other thing i'll say that's directly impacted us with ios 15 is so we use entreport for our email software but a lot of emails have an ability to filter out inactive contacts so essentially if people don't open your emails or don't click on your emails they put them you can set up automatically in most email providers that they go into what's called a re-engagement campaign that essentially says hey you haven't opened our emails in a while, do you still want to be on our list? Sends them maybe three or four emails and then if they still don't open or click any of those emails, they are either removed or they're marked as inactive. And so what this does is it allows you to keep a very active list. Like you don't want an inflated list of you know, 20,000 people, but only like 5,000 actually open your emails, but you're sending all these people emails because your open rates will tank and it won't be accurate, right? And so having something where you automatically clean your list and kind of remove those inactive contacts is beneficial. However, because of iOS 15, a lot of these email platforms, they took away the counting as an open rate as active. And so what Entreport did is they stopped counting if somebody opens an email as active, and now they only count like an interaction with an email, like they're clicking on the email. And so I didn't like that because I was like, well, people might be opening my emails, but not clicking on them. And I don't want to remove that person from my list or put them in our re-engagement campaign. And so we paused our re-engagement campaign and just pause that for now because I think Entreport will come up with a better solution and I think some of these other email providers will come up with a better solution but pay attention to that because... If you have something in place where you're automatically kind of cleaning your list, you're putting people who did not open emails or click on emails through a re-engagement campaign and it's automated and it's set up and it check with your email provider to see if they change the qualifications of what is an active contact because Entreport removed opening An email as counting as an active contact. But that's a problem because a lot of people are gonna open emails and they're not gonna click on one. And I don't, you know, we don't want those people to be marked as inactive. So I personally just paused our re-engagement campaign until I'm going to give it a few months to see what Ontraport comes up with. I think a lot of the email providers are going to be working on a solution. The other thing to note on this is one of the reasons it's a good idea to keep your list clean is because then when you go to email your list, if you, are, you have super low open rates and super low click rates, Google and the servers kind of ding you for that like you get you get put in the promotions tab or even worse spam but now kind of the question is that nobody really knows officially the answer to is can the servers now tell like because they're going to also lose the data on open rates it's going to be inflated and so does that matter as much Or are you not really going to get dinged for that? So that's why I paused our re-engagement campaign and I'm just sending our emails to our current active list, but I'm not filtering people out until Entreport figures that out because I don't really like that qualification that an open right now doesn't, an opening an email doesn't count as active Um, So with iOS 15, you know, to break it down and summarize, you may have seen your email open rate increase. It's probably inflated. Go back to around October, September and look at what your email open rate average was then and then how much it increased. And that's probably like about how much your open rates inflated. So you can make decisions based off of that. And then number two, pay attention to find out from your provider, your email provider, if they've made any changes around how they qualify active client, I mean, not active clients, how they qualify active emails, uh, contacts on your list, because you might need to make changes if you had something in place that was cleaning your list or removing inactive contacts, or you plan to put that in place, um, because what you'll see is your email list size will go down and you're like, what? These, you know, are supposed to be active and it's because the the email provider made a change to the way they're qualifying an active contact. And then finally, just pay attention to that click rate because that is still an accurate metric in your emails. So those are my updates. This was a heavy like technical... I don't know, strategy or behind-the-scenes information on Facebook ad stuff. Again, I like to do this about once every quarter because I get a lot of intel from my team on our daily huddle around things are seen or shifts and changes, so I always like to keep you guys posted on that. So thank you so much for tuning in today, guys, and I'll talk to you next week.